Awesome. I am very glad to be here with you guys, uh, even though we're still online, but yet some people are able to be here in the service. Uh, who's, like, who would ever thought that four, four months ago that we'd be in the situation that we're in right now? It's, it's hard to think that this is the reality that we're in. And uh, my, my hope is, is that as we begin, uh, as we progress through this, that as a church family, as, as followers of, of Christ, that we begin to uh, see and realize how God has been working throughout all of this. And that as the church, that we take, uh, that we begin to dig deeper into God's word and trusting in him more and more and, and, and become uh, people of action. And so what I want to talk about is, I want, uh, is this, this love in action. And so this actually has came out of, a, uh, out of a conversation that I was having with my, with my girlfriend's uh, parents and family when I was visiting them a, month, uh, sorry, a week ago. And during that week, um, during that week, we had this conversation, and we're talking about the sermon that was on, uh, uh, that was, we're, the, the sermon that was on Sunday, and it was talking about uh, uh, justice and, and the justice within the world and everything that has been going on when it comes to the Black Lives Matter and all that stuff, and there's, there's so many opinions that are around, uh, around that, and I'm not going to get into any of that stuff, but one of the things that stuck out the most to me in that conversation was this, this uh, these set of verses within Romans, uh, in chap- Romans chapter 12, verses 9 to, uh, verses 9 to, 20, uh, to 21. And it is uh, this theme of love in action. And so Paul, leading up into this point, leading up into, uh, into uh, Romans 12, is, is building up and he's establishing, first of all, uh, that we have sinned, that us the world has sinned, has fallen short of the glory of God. And then leading, uh, and, then, and then eventually he comes to this point where he's like, uh, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, uh, and for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that is amazing. And so most of you guys here have made this decision to follow Christ. You have chosen to follow after him. And and. and and Paul says that moment that you've accepted that gift, that, that, that you have been made into a new creation, and that God has, uh, that, that because of that, you are made righteous before God, and that, that, that righteousness is not only imputed, but it's also imparted onto us. And so, and then leading into, uh, once he's established that, he comes to these set of verses where he's talking uh, directly to believers. And this is, he talks about the marks of what it means to follow, uh, uh, to, to live a life of reflecting Christ and the ch- uh, calling the church to this, this standard of, of living. And so in Romans 12, 9, uh, and I'm just going to f- filter everything that I'm talking about through this central theme that, first of all, God's love is a gift given to us, but it's, but it's also used to be a part of the church being able to change the world that we live in. And so this love is in action as we, as the church, are walking uh, in step with God and where he leads us and where we're going, whether it's in COVID or, or other situations that we're going through within this world, that we are walking in step with him. And so 
uh, I'm just going to read the verses, and then, uh, and then I'm going to talk, and then I'm going to spend some time talking about them. And so it says in Romans 12, 9 to, uh, 9 to 21, actually, I'm just going to read to, tw- uh, to 19. Uh, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer, and share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Uh, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what, to do what is right in, your, in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. And so, as you can see, there's so many things that Paul is pointing at that how we should live as the church, how we should live as followers of him. And it's, he's, he's going from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. It's hard to find this central theme other than this, this, the way that we live and the, and the love that God has given to us, that we are supposed to live out of that. And so Paul starts off with something very important that you should filter the entire passage through, uh, is that love must be sincere. That love uh, within the world that we live in has been misconstrued. Things, uh, uh, love has been just kind of, this theme of love and the understanding of love has been, uh, uh, there's so many ways that we could look at it. But as the church, how do we look at love? Love, and, and, and Paul says this, love must be sincere. And anything and everything that we do is, is filtered not only out of, not, sorry, not out of our love, but the love that God has given to us through Jesus. This identity that he has given us. And that it's interesting, the word sincere that is used here, and when it's, in, when it's translated, when the original Greek actually means not hypocritical. So that this is genuine. That anything and everything that we do is out of, out of the desire of not only, not only listening to what God is calling us to be like, but, but doing it with the heart of serving and worshiping him. And so, as he starts this off, he's saying, love that is sincere will be, and then he lists off a bunch of things that I want to talk about, that are marks of what it means to follow Jesus. And so the first thing in the first section from, uh, from 10, verses 10 to 13 is, is that we are called to cling to God first. At, that, 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 we, uh, that because uh, that Paul reminds us that our spiritual passion must always be put into obedient service of Jesus, of God. That, and, and that out of that, that we are to rejoice in the hope and the glory that he, uh, that he is, that he is, and to exhibit patience and endurance in the tribulations, in whatever we are facing, whether uh, 
whatever we are facing on a day-to-day, on on an hourly basis, everything that we are facing, that we do it with patience and endurance and knowing, just as we talked about in in Psalms 46, that he is with us, that, that he is walking in step with us in this journey that we are on, and that we should continuously give ourselves over in prayer. That, that we should be spending more time on our knees, uh, more time on our knees than, than trying, to, tr- trying to go about our busy lives, but, but yet we should be spending more time on our knees praising, worshiping him, praying to him, asking, seeking God to, 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 to live, uh, sorry, to, seeking God to, to take, um, to, to deliver this world, to see our communities being changed. And, and the, the one word that I could really think, think of as I was thinking of this passage was clinging, that we are utterly supposed to just cling to God. And just as in this picture behind me, as this person is trying to pull this person up over this, this obstacle, that, 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 that the person that is being pulled up is clinging with all their strength and holding on. And as the church that we are called to do that, as we love in action, as we love sincerely, uh, and, and as we do so, as we cling to God that, and, and we spend time in prayer and we obediently serve him and where he is leading us, that we will see this world being changed. We'll see this world discovering really who he is. This picture behind me uh, fits really well within this theme of love out of unity, which is uh, in verses 14 to 17. Is the, is the next thing that I want, really want to pull out of the, this passage. And so this picture is actually a picture of me at one of my friend's weddings. And some of you guys may know him, Dave Jones's wedding. And we spent some time uh, right before that praying. But the interesting thing is, is uh, before he, before, uh, as we were praying, uh, we, we decided to wrap our arms around each other, like in this picture. And, and it, it sh- this picture shows of these people that are coming together, putting their arms around one another, holding each other up. But, but ultimately, as they're facing inward, they're praying and seeking God in a deep way and, and, and praying, not, and in that moment, praying for my friend's marriage, for Dave's marriage. And, and I know uh, most of those people that are in that picture right there are some of my best friends. That because... Uh, because even though that we have different, different, asp- uh, different aspirations in life, different passions or things like that, but, but the one thing that holds us together is Jesus, is, is that he's changed and transformed our lives and that we get to live a life uh, uh, desiring after him, serving him. And that when we come together, that we come together in unity in this mission. And so looking at this picture and to love sincerely is to love out of unity. To love in action is to love out of unity. And, and Paul suddenly shifts this, uh, to, shifts his focus from relationships with believers in this passage to, to having the same, uh, having, uh, into, uh, to the same way that that we are called to have the same love, can, that the same love can be shown to non-Christians, to non-followers of him. Uh, and that, uh, that, we are call, uh, that we are called to 
uh, that we are called to not only in, in one of the in one of the verses it talks about rejoicing that we're that we're called to rejoice with those who are rejoicing we're called to mourn with those who are mourning and so I kind of think this in through through the lens of uh, uh, of of what I've been working through and this is uh, this comes out of everything uh, out of the Black Lives Matter stuff and I have I have some friends that and some cousins that are <laughs> that are black uh, that are struggling, have struggled with this on a daily basis, and I never knew uh, some of the things that they had gone through in their lives. Uh, and, and when I just sat down with them, and they're not Christians, they're not followers, um, when, when I sat down with them over phone uh, and just kind of listened to them, uh, I began to see what they were going through. See the struggle that they're going through. And, and, and at that moment, I began to mourn with them and to understand. And out of that mourning that I was able to encourage them, to, to show God's love to them. And this is what Paul is, part of what Paul is trying to get at, is that we're called to come alongside these people and, and spend time with them and listen to what they're going through. And, and, and out of that, share this love that we've experienced through Jesus. The next thing that I want to talk about is overcoming evil with good. And this is something that Paul focuses on later on in the chapter. And he said that, that as we, later on in the, uh, in the last couple of verses in uh, 18 to 21, and it says, uh, Christians are to do what they can to find approval. Uh, Christians are to do what they can to find approval with non-Christians to live at peace with them. But we must never seek approval with the world at the expense of God's moral, uh, God's moral demands. It means, which means that harmonious relationships with unbelievers will not always be in our power to achieve. And so, as we talk about unity and bringing uni- unity into this, there's moments where we we can't. We can't back away from, uh, from the, our relationship with God and, 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 and the, the standards and the, the life that he's called us to, to seek after, uh, uh, to seek after this unity. There's going to be a point where, we, where we're going to have to take a step back and like, that's not what, uh, that's, that's not what, our, what our God is asking us to do. Um, and and we, re- we can realize that, that, all, that there's going to be a point where we are not able to achieve this harmonious relationship uh, all the time with unbelievers. It's not, it's not at our power to achieve that. And so as we go into overcoming evil with good, that we recognize that God is just, um, who will not ultimately let evil go unpunished, and, and we can therefore trust in him uh, through, through everything. When, when people... Uh, when people do, ev- like, when people are, uh, w- and any evil that people may do to us, that we are to learn, uh, that we are to leave room for God's wrath. That if we try to exact revenge ourselves uh, in transgressions, uh, that we transgress onto a territory that God has reserved for himself. And so what does this mean, uh, is, is, is that God, God is called to be the judge. And so 
we're not called to avenge uh, any evil that has happened to us. But yet we're called to, we're called to let him, give him control, open, uh, show, hold out everything that we're going through with open hands to him. What we are called to do, though, is that we are called to provide and, and share this love uh, even when our enemy is hungry, that we feed them. When, when, our, when our enemy is thirsty, that we give them water. When our enemy is tired, that we give them rest. And these are the actions that Jesus reflected in his ministry. And so, as we're, called, uh, as we're Christ followers, that we are called to do the exact same thing. And so in summary, the, the New Testament puts love at the heart of what it means to live as a Christian in relationship to others. God's gift, God's love is a gift that is used to change the world. Let love be an action. Let love be sincere. Let it be genuine as, as the church, as we come together, let, it, let us bring forth this love that, that Paul is talking about and, and these things that we can do as the church to care for the community that we are in. Let it, let it be sincere. Let us love with action. The Holy Spirit may foster love within us, but it is our job to cooperate with, with what God is doing, what the Spirit is doing and developing uh, within us that we're called to develop a consistent mindset of love toward others and to work actively in putting love into effect in the various relationships we find ourselves involved in. And, and I want to be real with you guys right now in saying that this is hard. Anything and all the stuff that Paul is talking about, it is hard to live this out. And one of my favorite authors kind of summarizes what it means to love. What it means to have this genuine love. Uh, and, and, and this author, his name is C.S. Lewis, and most of you guys know him. And he is an amazing writer. And I, I grew up reading his books when I was younger. When it, uh, not, not his theology books, but his, his uh, uh, the Narnia series. And he did a, he did a space series also. And... Uh, I loved his books. I loved his writing. And now, like, as I've progressed in, uh, into going to school and everything like that, I've, find, I've, I've been finding a lot of time reading, um, reading through a lot of his other books, too. And in the book uh, called The Four Loves, he talks, uh, he spends some time breaking down what it means, first of all, to truly love and what it really looks like. And, and it really does this message justice and uh, anyways, and so what he says in, in the book, The Four Loves, he says, To love at all is to, to be vulnerable. Love anything and your heart will be wrung and possibly broken. If you want to make sure of, uh, make sure of keeping, intact, keeping it intact, uh, you must give it to no one, not even an animal. Wrap it up carefully around hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in a casket or a coffin 
of your selfishness. But in the casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable. To love is to be vulnerable. The reality is, if, since we are called to this love, it means to be vulnerable. When, when you spend time just locking this, the, the, the love that God has given you through Jesus, and you're locking it up in yourself, and you keep backing away from people, it becomes unbreakable. It becomes impenetrable. And it can come become irredeemable. That when you are not letting the love that you have that God has given you to be shared with the ones around you, to be shared with the community, to, to, to live out the mission that he has given you, to love in action, that ultimately you're not experiencing the full love that God has given you too. And so, my question to you guys is, as I finish, is how can we, how can us as a church put our love into action and to love sincerely, especially during the circumstances that we're in? And I want this to be a, a challenge to you guys. And I think this is the time to be challenged. How does that look? How does, how does it look for the church right now to, to be sharing the love that God has given us, to love in action the things that Paul has been, that was talking about, has been talking about in this passage? How, how are we as the church going to live that out right now in our daily lives? So I'm just going to pray and then we're just going to finish off. So Father, I just thank you, God, so much for your love that you have given us. That is because of Jesus who died on the cross for us. That we can stand here and understand and know that we are called to action, that we are called to love sincerely the ones, the community around us. That that is the mission that you have given your church here on this earth as long as we are here to proclaim the good news, the hope, and the potential that everyone can have in Jesus. That is, that is why you died on the cross, is to redeem us and to redeem this world. And so, Father, thank you that, we, that you have trusted us with this, that we get to walk in step with you, Lord. You are so, so good to us. And we praise you for everything everything that you're doing. And we pray for this church. I pray for this church, God. I pray for every individual here that as they're thinking about uh, how they can do this, how they can live this out, God, just give them peace about this, Lord. I just pray this all in your son's name. Amen.